Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of That Gives Me Anxiety. How was your week off? I talk about that, like, like listen, this podcast is a huge commitment in your life. <laughs> I had a great week off. Took off last week from work and from the podcast for an, an extended bachelor party, a friend of mine, down here in Charleston. And I'm feeling the effects of that, still. Just so much meat. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of barbecue, steak, an unusual amount of Brussels sprouts, if I'm being honest. But it's good to have to throw some vegetables in there, you know? But yeah, I'm also feeling the effects of so much socialization, right? Like a lot of people I haven't seen since before the pandemic. You got a lot of catching up to do. It's a lot of talking. That muscle isn't uh, so used these days. So used? Muscle isn't flexed, I guess? Yeah, that, sound, that sounds better. Uh, the worst part of being out of work and then coming coming back to it is the, the swarm of emails. Uh, Monday morning, you know, you're feeling tired and you don't want to deal with it. And there it is, ready to get you. Can't just have a vacation for having a vacation. You have to work extra hard to get ready for it. And then you get blasted when you come back. But of course, it's still worth it, right? You got to get out of your schedule. God, I was almost sounding anti-vacation. <laughs> what a good capitalist I am. Anyway, I have a wonderful episode here. A little bit personal from my end and my friend Mary Alice, who you may have listened to the Weird Deaths episode that we recorded together. It stems from Mary Alice ta- telling me about her starting antidepressants, Zoloft specifically, and then me being like, oh yeah, me too. Uh, Prozac. And something that I haven't really talked about it's come up a few times in in interviews and it's a it's a tough admission to put out in the world and i'm not sure why but as you'll hear in this interview it's it's good because my decision to go towards that comes from a conversation or finding out that someone close to me was on antidepressants so despite my nerves and and anxiousness about talking about it publicly we're gonna give it a shot and thankfully, I uh, had a wonderful partner in, in Mary Alice in this conversation in that Mary Alice is a, an open book, extremely honest about her experiences, and yeah, she's a wonderful friend. So yeah, I, I really hope you enjoy this episode and, and get a lot from it. Just a quick reminder that if you're liking the show, to please remember to rate and review it on, on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Check the show out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or YouTube. And if you're liking the show and you want to support it and support me, you can check the description of wherever you're listening for the Buy Me a Coffee link. That's where you can make a donation of any amount you feel comfortable with, and that'll help me continue to make these, and that would be very much appreciated. Okay, let's start talking about starting to take antidepressants. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy. Enjoy. Joining me now on the podcast is my good friend, Mary Alice McNabb, and we're going to be talking about some anxiety pills that we both started. As, as I was saying that, I was like rubbing my hands together and I was like twitching my toes. Just, <laughs> I haven't really told many people. I mean, I'm, I've met, mentioned it in passing, but I don't know why I'm so nervous to talk about it. Anyway, I'm rambling. Mary Alice, wonderful to see your face. Thank you for coming on. Patrick, it's so wonderful to be here. I'm so happy to be able to have a conversation about anxiety meds because I, 
I have like a great group of friends, very supportive, super thankful about that and very like open and honest, but no one was having candid med conversations with me until like after, well, that's not true. Nobody, but like until after I started having the meds and then I was so thrilled about it. I was like, I'm on meds. And everyone was basic. It felt like everyone was like, Oh, me too. And I yeah, thought, that's exactly what happened you when you told me when I was struggling. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad we're having this conversation because it's helpful. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that what you're describing is, is exactly how I started taking it. My sister was saying that she started taking anxiety medication. She doesn't take the same thing. I forget exactly what she takes, but then that like opened the door to be like, oh, it kind of just like grounded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like from that conversation, I then talked to my doctor. So yeah, I, I mean, it's just so important to hear that your peers are doing because it, yeah, it feels like there are so many people taking it and we never, you would never know. No, you'd never know. And I, I'm interested to hear your story because of course we all compare ourselves to our peers, to our family, to our, anyone who's kind of achieving in a way that not that we're jealous of everyone, but we look at other people's lives and we're like, man, they've got it together. Mm-hmm. And then once you talk to them, they're like, I, I'm on meds. It really normalizes. Oh, okay. So we're all struggling. Cool. Yeah. This is, so what I'm feeling, even though I feel like it's an outlier is actually normal, just not spoken about. Right. So is speaking to your sister, is that kind of what normalized it? I mean, that's what I heard you say, like normalize well, it to your doc. Yeah, that, that is what normalized it. But it's also like, living with Jamie for, for listeners, my fiance for the last four years, which is crazy. I can't believe it's been four years. Um, I can't either. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I would get like really anxious about, and, and just like her reaction to my reaction led me to believe that this is not normal. Right. Like, and, and like having the discussion. So was, I've been on the look for, for ways to help myself started yoga and and concentrating on breathing but like still wasn't getting to where I wanted to be yeah and and so yeah so so that started it and then just trying different things before I got to medicine but then my sister was just talking about and she when we had this conversation I was just like you seem so calm and at peace and like you're doing so well like just just from like observing her we did like a family vacation at a lake in in Virginia and then like towards the end of the trip, I was like, you seem great. Like you're, you're feeling, and she's like, well, I have a little friend that's been helping me out. Anxiety medication. (laughs) So good. That's so good. Yeah. I had a friend who basically like dropped a nugget. She's one of these friends that is so good and like so good with boundaries that she almost in our conversation really shoehorned it in it wasn't kind of in the topic it's like let's pretend I was talking about like an outfit or whatever like I ever talk about clothes I was telling some story she's like just I just want you to know that you don't have to feel hyper vigilant all the time I started these meds and I'm still myself it's just like turn the dial down I just want to remind you that like, you don't have to feel hypervigilant. And then we pivoted right back, but it's like, she planted a little seed mm. that, that was, I don't know. What a gift. Let it was grow. a beautiful gift. Yeah. Cause I thought about it. I had never in my life realized, Oh, it's an option 
to not feel hypervigilant all the time. I was like, mm-hmm. that sounds like a dream. So that was kind of marinating in my mind before other circumstances and like talking to sisters and friends were like, yeah, maybe you should do some meds. It was like the universe was like, Hey, it's okay to do this. <laughs> yeah. That's like you said. Yeah. What a beautiful, beautiful gift. And yeah, we're, we're, you and I are, are kind of cut from the same cloth where I feel like if we're doing something, we're doing it out of 12, like oh, if, yes. <laughs> just step on the gas, we're going. And yeah. so, yeah, that is nice to f- feel like, it doesn't have to be that way because that's fucking exhausting and and really just wears you down physically emotionally mentally like on and on and on a hundred percent and I agree we are very much like doers Mm -hmm. and I think that that was part of what made me a little bit reluctant because I think that the fear exists around taking meds is Oh, you hear, I think the worst stories, of course, which are like, I was just a zombie. I was walking around. I didn't have any feelings or like I lost all my ambition. And so I was kind of, when she planted that seed, all these thoughts were kind of coming through and I was processing it. And I realized through like processing, I am the way I am. I'm always going to be super detail oriented, a problem solver, a go-getter. I thrive being busy. I'm, I'm much more comfortable like doing stuff than I am I can't sit I'm actually uncomfortable sitting around (laughs) so I realized this is who I'm always going to be if I have meds that turn down the part that makes it feel like panic as opposed to process that's only going to benefit me it's not Mm going to delete who I am and so I think that giving myself time to think about it really helped yeah that's that is a, a common thing that I've heard from people being like, I'm going to feel like a zombie, but I mean, immediately I'm taking Prozac, which I I haven't mentioned yet, which is for anxiety and depression. And it's like, dude, I'm a zombie when I'm in those depressed states. And I just started thinking about all these times that different periods of my life where people have like pulled me aside and been like, what's, are are you okay? Like you, you just seem like really numb. And I was like completely numb, can't feel anything. So just trying to stop myself from from having to go back there because that's fucking awful. It's fucking hell. You you can't feel anything, but you also everything is like painful and it, it's weird. It's both numbness and so it's like I, I think I just got to the point where it was scarier to go back to the problem and how it felt versus it was just like what do I have to lose by trying something? And so I. I just, I want people who know that feeling and know anxiety and depression to just fucking remember how bad that was. And that, you know, if your doctor is prescribing this for you, give it a shot. You know, it, it's, it's really, it, I, I feel so, so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally understand the, the frustrating feeling of like, how am I simultaneously numb, but also hypersensitive? Like, mm-hmm. how do I feel everything and nothing at the same time? Well, this yeah. is hell. <laughs> this must be hell. I'm on Zoloft and also it's an anxiety depression. I mean, they're so hand in hand. Right. But the funny thing, not funny, but for me, I tend towards depression and I am used to that. 
and so like that has never compelled me to need to be medicated. I, I have really high coping skills and I find ways to cope and process and handle that stuff. Um, I built a lifetime around, you know, coping with this way that I am, mm-hmm. but it was the anxiety that became too much for me to manage that were, was really apparent for me. And I had a circumstance. So it was exacerbated by COVID basically. Oh yeah. Because if I have a whole life that's built around coping strategies to deal with how I am, and then my life categorically changes, which for me, I'm, I know you from the stage, we're performers and I'm working in the restaurant industry. I'm a bartender. And so those are both very in the public jobs that got totally deleted in one day. So like my whole, every self-identifying marker was removed from me, which was pretty catastrophic for an identity crisis, but that was fine. Coping mechanisms were there at the ready. And I like coped for two solid years. So now we're here and life was like, Hey, okay. Now you have to make some life decisions. And I was so depleted because I didn't have my normal human interaction to like build up my reserves that my anxiety was like at a felt like 45 Mm -hmm. whereas previously I could look at the road head and say okay you have some choices to make you like anything you problem solve you weigh the pros and cons you choose which one works better for you and you deal with the consequences I was so anxious I couldn't deal with any consequences good or bad I wasn't prepared to deal with anything. I was basically paralyzed by anxiety about outcomes. And I was like, Mary Alice, (laughs) you can't live this way. You can't not make another decision in your life because you're so anxious. Oh man. That's so that's how I got jumped on it. Good for you. Did COVID is exacerbated? So let me get this straight. In today's day and age, you're supposed to be drinking a ton of water, doing yoga, making sure you and your whole family is happy, strike a good work-life balance, exercise, read books, watch movies, eat healthy meals, be a big part of your community, and get eight hours of sleep. (laughs) It's unrealistic. It's too much. Well, that's why there's Instacart to take a little bit off your plate or help put a little bit on your plate. Oh, I'm so sorry. Using Instacart, you search for all your favorite foods and and items that you need from the grocery store, fresh produce, all your favorites, everything you want, and they deliver it to you. They go to the store and do your shopping for you. Just remove it from your to-do list, just with a few clicks, and you'll have your items delivered to your door in as fast as an hour. It's pretty quick. And through the link in the episode description, they're offering free delivery on your first order over $35. But you gotta make sure you click the link in the description. That tells Instacart that this show sent you and it helps support the show. And you can also take advantage of the free delivery. So yeah, be nice to yourself. Give Instacart a shot. Yeah, just COVID just made, I just was like so tense for such a long time. And then when we decided to move to South Carolina, there was, there was a period of like four months that I couldn't feel anything. I just didn't have a reaction to anything. And it was like definitely scary for Jamie, but also like really scary for me. It was like, I I could see the like excitement down the road and like knew that moving was good for me Yeah, and, and for us, but I couldn't feel it. I just, there was just no reaction about anything just because 
I think I just hit my limit. Like I was just so tired of just being scared about everything just from not just the virus, right? Like there's certainly fears about what, what would happen if, if I got it, but more so I would like see an old person in the hallway and be nervous that like somehow I like touched something and I was asymptomatic and it was going to kill them. And just like living with that, having everyday things become life and death, just kind of kicked my ass yeah. to the point that I was like, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I did. Yeah. It just kept getting worse and building and building. And so part you know, partially why we moved here was to just get some space and some more sunshine. And it was certainly not particularly religious, but a godsend. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Yeah. That's so, uh, that's so great. And like, feels so good to be making those you know, decisions for yourself. So was it hard for you to find a psychiatrist? I feel like I'm interviewing you. I'm so, it's fascinating. No, it's, to me, so it's I'm ba- so interested. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I've had a very hard time finding a regular psychologist, psychiatrist. I actually got mine from my general practitioner. Yeah. Uh, so, which was great. I mean, I almost like broke down when saying, saying it, it was just like, I don't know why it was just get admission and it just felt nice to like say it out loud to somebody yeah. um, that could like do something to help. And I, I was so thankful that I, I wanted meds at that point. I did. Yeah. I, I was looking forward to it to just nice. give it a shot. So yeah, it just, it felt like a weight and, and yeah, he had a good reaction. He was just sort of like, uh, first of all, I see, maybe five patients a day who are saying what you're saying to me right now. And and so I want you to know that this is completely normal and good. that feels like lip service at times, but I don't know, just very good to be validated in that way. Absolutely. It's absolutely validating. And I totally resonate with naming it and having that be a release. I had, would never have considered myself an anxious person Mm-hmm. prior to now but once I recognize oh you're experiencing anxiety I hear myself saying it in conversation all the time like anxiety is my new word I'm just like well that yeah. makes me anxious or I'm having anxiety around once I named it I'm like recognizing all of my behaviors not all of them but like so many behaviors and reactions as anxiety mm-hmm. and it, it really helps actually to manage that yeah um, do you feel like you're, you, you, so you feel like it's really just helping you keep the blinders on and recognize what's important and, and what might be less so? I think that it's, I think that acknowledging that I'm experiencing anxiety has helped empower me, um, mm. not necessarily put on blinders, but it's more the opposite. It's like turned on a flashlight where I can be like, I see you, aha, like you're mm. not gonna, I, <laughs> I can recognize like, aha, your anxiety And so I know that that's a feeling that I'm having and that's not reality. Like I can parse anxiety from reality, which I mean, I'll go into once I got the meds and I aren't, I don't know how it worked for your onboarding, but we onboarded, like we started with half a dose for half a pill for two weeks. And then I moved to the full pill Mm. and I already felt reactions with half a dose. I was even before I'd gotten my meds. I felt a rush of giddiness because just knowing help is on the way, knowing that I am going to have relief. 
I already feel relief. Just knowing relief is on the way. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I had that. I had that same feeling. Yeah. I, I, I do want to ask you about how was the, the ramping up period for you? It, for me, it was fantastic. So I started from a burst of feeling good that help was on the way. And then I started it and I started to feel a reduction in my anxiety immediately. Like I, I kind of think visually. So it's almost like it created a wedge of distance between my experience in my anxiety. So it created perspective. So mm. instead of just feeling the emotions and being in the emotions, I was able to have a little distance and say, oh, here's the emotions that are happening. Like I had a couple's argument, which is always the worst. It was like, you know, a triggering thing. And especially when you live with your partner, because it's like, oh, yeah. then there's especially, that energy kind of swirling around. Yeah, It's just there. It just yeah. fills the apartment. So <laughs> like I had what previously would have been and still was a triggering argument, but I was able to have a distance where it's like, okay, you're feeling triggered. You're having these feelings. You're, this is the experience you're going through as opposed to just feeling shut down, completely shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, where I would have just been, cause I was operating at overwhelm. So I'd just been overwhelmed. So having a fight would have just been like, I'm going to separate myself. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to practically be rocking in the corner, but not really. And I, I like did shut down a little bit, but the next morning I woke up and was able to say, okay, you're triggered. What can you do to take care of yourself today? Whereas that distance, that perspective that like, I can also come along and help myself out was, I totally give benefit to the drugs that gave me. I mean, even a pill's distance of perspective was enough to be removed from like the overwhelming feeling. How was your onboarding or did you onboard? I just went to the dose that I'm on now Okay. and it was said to me a few times that it would be dark. It was, it was, it was difficult. It was Ooh. difficult. There was, uh, there were times that it was just like complete and utter depression. It was a difficult thing to get going. Wow. How long did that last? Uh, it would come in spurts. I initially felt uh, like almost like a euphoric feeling. Yes, euphoric is a good word. From it, uh, like just hitting my system. But then there would just be like valleys and they would last three to five days at a time. Yeah. Wow. And, but like the whole time I had the perspective of this isn't real. Like this is a product of what I'm doing it sucks now, but like, it just got to hang in there. And so it took like three months, they say, to get to the full amount. And it wasn't like that, like every three to five, it would just come on sort of randomly seeming, seemingly. And so I had like regular check-ins with my doctor. How frequently? Sorry. Like every, every two weeks. Yeah. I was at every two weeks, which I think is good when you're starting. Yes especially because the perspective that it got really, really dark and and I can see people who are teetering on the edge of of having like suicidal thoughts. It's like, 
very good to have a check-in and and just remind them that we can stop this at any time. And also the reminder that it is temporary, right? This yep. is this is a product of the medication. It's a known thing. We're going to get through it. Yep. But you could choose to stop. If it's too much for you, let's just stop. Yep. So yeah, those, those check-ins were great. But yeah, luckily Jamie's very supportive and just sort of hung out on the couch a little bit and just felt numb and sort of rode my way through it and, and feeling much better now. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. I, I mean, this is a, we'll ha- this will be full candid conversations. Like I am someone who will say has had suicide on the menu. You know, it's on a reserve menu uh, that you don't bring out very often, but I'm not going to say that it's nothing that hasn't been considered never in a, super full ideation way but like I had a realization the closest that I've ever been is like you know this is a symptom of my control issues and I don't need to have it I need to remove this from the menu because like I it affects the people that I care about and oh just hearing you say that felt like a punch to my heart yeah gosh but it's, it's off the menu, but they, the concern when I started onboarding, she's like, she, you know, checked in about suicide and because it does make you, euphoria is a good word. I never felt like, like actual drugs, euphoria, but like I was elevated and then there were hard times, but I, because it's off the menu for me you just carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a weird side effect of an anti-depression and anti-anxiety drug. It's like suicide can be like, some people have felt like, well, now that I'm empowered, I'm going to off myself. And it's like, yeah, that, that sucks. <laughs> that can be shitty, but sorry, I cussed. <laughs> oh, it's really fun. Um, I've cursed already too. She, uh, oh God, now I'm losing my train. She said, Oh, I did, this is kind of going back. So I did feel anxious, classic, about going to the full pill. I was like, I'm already feeling benefits at half a pill. Like, I don't, maybe I don't need to because I did have anxiety around anxiety medication. Like, <laughs> and that strangely was calming to me to be like, guess what? You're still yourself. You still have anxious feelings. They're just not turned up as high. Mm -hmm. And like now you're empowered to weather the outcomes of your decisions. And like, that was the whole reason that I started these meds is to be able to handle outcomes and that I have been re-given that capacity feels so good. Like I'm practically, I wish I was getting a kickback from my meds people because I'm just like, you heard about meds? You want to be on meds? I, I can't recommend meds enough. What like, meds are you taking? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I want a t-shirt that says, ask me about my meds. But then yeah. people think it's recreational. I'm like, no, it's life. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that's that's my experience too, where it's like, before I would just worry and worry and it would build and build. And now I have the ability to discern, all right, what's something I need to handle now? And, and, and sort of block out other things that are less important and, and would normally just cause like a pile on until I like sink 
in, yes. you know, like the weight of the world just kind of presses down on you till you, um, for people who are listening, I'm putting myself in a fetal position. Yes. Uh, <laughs> He's being crushed by the weight of the world. He's yes. <laughs> that, that's what it looks feet. like on zoom improv moves. <laughs> yeah. That, so that is, I mean, that, again, like what a gift to, to just not be crushed by there's, it would just even like simple everyday things would become mountains, uh, yeah. which is nobody wants to live like that, nor should they. So uh, yeah. it's nice to have that back. Look who we got here. It's our friends at My Software Tutor. Can Excel be my friend? Many people have wondered this for years. The answer is yes, it can. Excel doesn't have to be like the friend that your mom makes you hang out with in elementary school. It's weird. Always stuff with boogers, right? What's wrong? What's up? Why is that kid always eating boogers? Their house always had the best snacks too. And there he is, boogers. Well, Excel doesn't have to be like that weird kid. Unless you were that weird kid, were you? Be honest. You know, I'm not actually asking. I can't hear your response, but you know. And it's okay if you were, you know, just... Take it easy with the boogers. <laughs> Just talking about boogers to Oregon Ad Read. Uh, don't worry. This is They didn't write this that part. That was a, an improvisation. My Software Tutor offers three levels of real-time Zoom-based courses with a live instructor. They deliver practical, functional business skills in a friendly and supportive environment. It can be daunting, right? You, you need that supporting environment to learn Excel. There's no stupid questions it could be really difficult, and as we know, and we talk about it on this podcast all the time, it could be really daunting to learn something new and put yourself out there. So think of this as like a, a kindergarten for learning something new and, and helping your job prospects. Or be better at the job you already have. Get that raise, get that whatever, take pictures of it for Instagram. Yeah, that'll be cool. <laughs> Keeping it as vague as possible so that you can input your own. Just just making a mad lib of, of your own desires. These courses will increase your marketability, whether you're an employee, job seeker, consultant, or contractor. Register at mysoftwaretutor.com and use the promo code POD20 to save 20% off all registrations. Thank you so much to my software tutor. Yeah, guys, take advantage of that 20% off and confidently list Excel on your resume. I had a couple cool things that my psychiatrist and like, she's not the greatest, let's be honest, <laughs> but <laughs> she gets the job done and she said some great stuff kind of like her positive sign off at the end of our, our intake session was you've overcome a lot in your life and you're going to overcome this. Mm -hmm. And that was like a little flag I could carry forward. Be like, I am going to overcome this. I'm yeah. in the active process of overcoming this by seeing her. And then the stuff that she said, that's good for me. And I don't know if this is how your brain works too. She was like, some people are so accustomed to feeling their anxiety that when it's removed or lessened, they feel like they're missing something. And then kind of hand in hand with that was some people have told themselves the lie that their anxiety is a benefit. And mm -hmm. like, I think that that aligns with me a lot because I am such a doer. 
that I'm like, oh, this is keeping me sharp. Like if I'm worried about it, I work well under pressure. Oh, this is giving me an edge. And it's like, that's the kind of process that I had to go through is like, your anxiety is not giving you an edge. You already are wired to be this. Mm -hmm. Your anxiety is actually deterring your ability to be grounded and make fast decisions. It's like coming from a place of panic instead of a place of like empowerment. And so it was good for me to hear her kind of validate those feelings. Absolutely. Yeah. Anxiety is, has its use, but its use is like, oh shit, there's a tiger. I should run. Yes. Right. (laughs) Or (laughs) you still have like it, my personality is not different. I'm still the same person. I'm still afraid of the same things. Still, I, I still like the same things. I just don't, I, I may even feel them in a more complete or truer sense where there's not this like fog of, of like anxiety clogging everything up. Yeah. I've heard people talk about how on Prozac, they, they couldn't cry. It's like, I could still cry. I'm crying but, right now. Just yeah, kidding. If I'm going to cry, I'll cry. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe they're taking too much. I, I'm not a doctor in that respect, but I, I don't feel numb. I feel the full weight of my emotions. I, it's just clear. So yes, yes. I, I do. I, I No one has put it to me like you were saying, your doctor, I believe, said that they they recognize its absence. And it's like, I just feel like like when a, a backpack is overstuffed and you got to carry it. And now there's just a more reasonable amount of stuff in, in the backpack. It's like, it's not stuffed all the time. So, the, you know, that metaphor being my brain. Yes, 100%. No, that is such a good. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, I'm still myself. I still feel my full spectrum of emotions, peaks and valleys. And I still feel, I even still feel anxiety, but it's, it's not an overstuffed, overwhelming full backpack. It's what I can manage, Mm -hmm. you know, it's absolutely manageable and it's kind of, you know, it's life. I'm carrying my, going about my regular life. Well, okay. So let's, even though I know, and we all know adults symptoms or side effects, side effects. Thank you. I was like, what's the word side Mm. effects. Did you have any unexpected side effects or expected, but like that are kind of, uh, oh, you know what? You take the good with the bad thing. Yeah. The, the one main one is, is like sex drive goes down a little bit, which is like well-known. And it was funny at the, at theater 99, the improv theater I perform at here, we all hang out before the show, the, the people who are going to perform and someone had mentioned that they're on Prozac and, and like we were saying like, oh, like there's another one. And then like. So this one woman said something, then this other woman was like, oh yeah, me too. And then I was like, so it's just like, what? There's only five people in this room and three of them are on Prozac. But uh, the point of that story being when I said, oh, I just started it. They both were like, congratulations. Glad you're feeling better, but be prepared to never come again in your life. And (laughs) I was like, I was like, first off, like, I'm sorry if that's your experience, yeah. but yeah, I, not mine, but it is, uh, it's just a little, it's just like, not like on my mind every 30 seconds, like it was, which probably a good thing, you know, Yeah, that's all that space <laughs> in the backpack. You're like, I'm thinking about sex a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was one of my biggest concerns. I was like, so am I going to lose my sex drive? And she said the sexual side effect with Zoloft and 
for my fellow Zoloft people. I call them Zosters because I've yeah. mostly talked to women like sisters. I'm like, my Zosters, where are my Zosters at? <laughs> and it's like, oh, everyone. Oh, okay, great. So she, there wasn't a lack of libido, but it takes longer to climax, which is what happens. But mm-hmm. I, since I'm a go-getter, I was like, that's fine. I can double down and make this happen. Yeah. And like, to be crass, I mean, you know, I'm Miss personal shares all my personal sex stories but it's like I have a good solo time with myself and have a lifetime of having solo time I know how long it takes for me to like climax Mm -hmm. and so after taking onboarding this meds I was like huh this is I should I should be wrapping it up right now this should be good to go and then I was like oh the meds say it takes longer and I was like well let's find out how long (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it did it just like we're just gonna redouble the efforts but you still get there yeah and so i i'm totally fine with that i'm like okay so we have longer sessions and i still climax great yeah that's my experience as well yeah i feel bad for i had a sleeping person problem. saying that oh you yeah. did yeah which which is shitty and might just be me but like i definitely think that it's the drugs because i usually don't have any problems falling asleep i would like Mm. go to sleep sleep through the night wake up that's fine and i had a i was having restless sleep i was when you move your body like to move your pillow or whatever in the middle of the night and you kind of just have like a brief glimmer into consciousness my brain was like oh i see that you've slipped a little bit into consciousness let's have a lot of thoughts about everything and i was like no 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 we're with this is wind down time so i would be blinking and then i'd wake it'd be so hard to wake up in the morning like i was extra tired mm-hmm. and then i recognized that the good news is knowing that that's an effect of the drug i had a little chat with my own body where i was going to bed one night and i said okay brain when you wake up in the middle of the night it's not your time to shine this yeah. is sleep time So we're just going to stay all locked into relaxation, sleep through the night. And that worked. I haven't had any wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep again. Nice. And for how hard it is to get up in the morning, I just know that once I'm up, once it's like you're not pressing the snooze and you're getting up, I'm back. I'm, I'm, it's totally fine. It literally is just like while you're in bed, it's like, oh, it's so hard to get up. But once I'm up, I'm like, I'm up. I'm regular Mm -hmm. back to normal but that's the only other side effect that i've had really i've had no problem that's fantastic yeah Yeah. the um i was always a bad sleeper the medicine has helped me the only other side effect so yeah i'm I'm definitely sleeping better which like on top of that i mean geez like it's just i'm just not stressing about like everything right before bed i've also improved my like routine towards bed but at least it used to be my anxiety would just be like oh you're about to go to sleep fuck you here comes all the things that you're worried about and everything you said 10 years ago you dick (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so that's not the case anymore the other side effect that i have had is it's a little bit trickier to lose weight so it takes me a little bit longer if i go hard and, and have an extra helping over the weekend to jog that off but I guess I'll take it you know it's it's not so bad yeah yeah I'll take it and like another good thing and I know that we're getting into the wrap-up time I I consider this 
a bridge. I don't necessarily think, oh, I'm going to be on this for the rest of my life. This is a bridge to get back to a place where my regular coping mechanisms work for me. But that's not a decision that I need to make because I do think that that is a feeling of anxiety. Like, oh, you don't want to be on meds your whole life. And it's like, well, that's an anxious feeling. Like, where is that even coming from? So like, I'm not worried that I have to make that decision to stop these meds. Like you never wanted to be on these, but it is like important for me to acknowledge that conceiving of it as a bridge, because they do recommend like you be on it for a full year, conceiving of it as a bridge and like, we'll reassess when the year is over was another barrier that I needed to overcome in order to like make this step. Knowing that it's temporary, knowing that I'm doing this to manage my own health health was a helpful thing for me. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to, to un- unpack that. So, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I don't have that feeling. I, I am just going to take it and, and maybe the rest of my life, but I've always, yeah. I've also been taking like blood pressure medication. So I do have like regular, like I'm used to the practice of taking stuff in the morning and I'm yeah. really fine with that. So I don't know if that removes it, but I'm curious why you like or or are nervous about the idea of of wanting to come off of it i think that that's a this is a great question and now we're like going to be getting into psychological stigma things but it's true i think that it's a couple things one is there are mental health issues in my family and so i've had anxiety around having mental health issues i don't necessarily consider anxiety and depression on par with like bipolar, manic depressive, borderline personality things. These are like the issues that have been in my family. Mm. So there's that because I've, I think developed with, I've grown up with the stigma of, are you crazy? Because you know, my personality is like, I'm uninhibited. I'm very expressive and open, which Mm. is a little bit unconventional for a woman. And so then like when you're in your dark depressed places, this translates as you're just fucking crazy. You're a crazy person. And so then like that stigma with, I have to take a pill to be normal is basically why I'm like, I don't want to be on a pill forever. Okay. But that I have to take a pill to be normal is also connected to when I was in college, I was diagnosed with a prolactinoma, which is a growth in your brain mm-hmm. on your pituitary. And I had to take, you know, drugs to shrink that and like, it's all good, but confronting the, you have a tumor in your brain basically mm-hmm. is a lot. <laughs> and you're oh, like, yeah. oh my God, I have to, I can't even imagine. I have to take drugs to like be normal, to be functional. So like there are my own personal anxieties around why can't I just be why can't I just wake up and quote, be normal like everybody else? But then that relates to there not being conversations about all the meds all of us are on and what is normal. I'm walking around judging Mm -hmm. people literally by glancing at them. And I'm just like, they got up and they're fine and they're normal. And it's like, they could be on a cocktail of meds. They could have not slept a wink because they're also insomniacs. It's just the lies we tell ourselves. Yeah. And so like, I think that 
recognizing like this is one of my own hurdles, it did help me to say like, okay, this is a bridge and I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to walk it until I get to a place I recognize again, and then I'll reassess. Right. All right. You've got an event coming up. You know, you got to send a card. So you get the card. It's looking good. You know, you chose a good one. You grab a pen, you grab a beverage of some kind, alcoholic, ginger ale. I've been big on the ginger ale lately. Even the diet. Am I just old? (laughs) I'm just old. But you get all that, you sit down, and then your mind is blank. You don't know what to say. It can be daunting. There's a lot of pressure. You gotta fit it in a certain area, and gotta look nice. Go easy on yourself. There's someone here to help you. Introducing the Cardist Studio. With so many birthdays and occasions, there's no time to shop for cards, write the cards, and buy the stamps. It's too many steps. So many chances for anxiety. Now you can do it all right where you sit. That's the best. That's the best. Because the Cardist Studio does it for you. They write it down for you. Introducing a writing specialist for the message inside your greeting cards. Don't get those canned responses. Have someone write something truly heartfelt. By the way, this is my friend, Mary Alice, who who runs this company. She's very good. She sent me one of these. Whew. I know I said that in a joking tone, but I'm very, I mean it. It was very thoughtful. She sent me one after my grandfather passed away. It means a lot. I still have the card. I mean, that's all, that shows you all you need to know. All right, here's how it works. All you do is pick the card and tell why you're sending it. No more errands. No more anxiety. For a message from your heart, but not your hands. It's okay. You still mean it. Sit back and just enjoy your relationships with Nappy Nice. Thecardiststudio.com. Thoughtful, just got easy. And you can use the promo code ANXIETYPOD for 10% off all orders. All right, friends, get out there and send those greeting cards from the Cardist Studio. I'm okay with taking, like, this. these feel great. I'm okay with taking this for the rest of my life. Because I'm not in a place where I'm ready to really unpack all those other issues. I need to sit down with a therapist and cover those things. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's the only stigma. Got it. Yeah. It, I'm sorry to hear how, well, I, I don't mean this to be like a poking or prodding thing. It just, no. you're very hard on yourself in that yeah. way. Like, and and I guess I, I yeah, I, I don't share that. Like, I don't look at other people and, and compare myself in, in that way like that. But you don't. I don't, <laughs> but I'm jealous. <laughs> I have in, in some ways I, I have family members and I don't want to mention who they are that have deep anxiety issues that like cloud their every moment. And so I think I'm just like more afraid of, of becoming that. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm just like, all right, let's get a, let's get a handle on this now. Let's take care of this because watching it, overtake i mean and and the psychologists that i've interviewed on this podcast talk about anxiety like putting a uh dropping ink into a pool and and then the ink eventually overtakes the whole pool and anxiety can do that where it overtakes your whole life uh Mm. and begets more anxiety so i'm I'm more afraid of that and, and inaction as opposed to like worrying about other people so uh, yeah, just a little, we're, we're both afraid of things, just different, yes. different, different things. A hundred percent. I will say other people's journeys with anxiety. When I first was onboarding with this psychiatrist, she said, 
oh, are you experiencing panic attacks? And I was like, kind of pissed. I was like, how am I qualified to know what a fucking panic attack is? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what a panic attack feels like. I like only imagine maybe what I've seen on TV is like, is that when you have trouble breathing and like you fall down on the ground? But then I realized I was at a, a friend's Palm Springs like birthday celebration and was asked, I'm a bartender, as I mentioned, and a friend who I love and care for was like, hey, Maris, what can we, what drinks can we make that are fun? And I- Go to the expert, yeah. I was like, didn't, I mean, basically I had a panic attack. I answered mm-hmm. her like in a snarky way. I was like, well, we can't really do anything because we don't have whatever. But then I- immediately went into the bedroom by myself, closed the door and like cried on the, the king size, beautiful king size bed in Palm Springs. And was like, you're the bartender and you can't even answer. I was just berating myself. Like you can't even Mm. answer these questions. And it's like, you should, you're like the, the birthday girl's best friend. You actually should have planned something as a bartender and done like you're should. I just like spiraled, you know? And I was like, here you are in a beautiful place crying and hiding when you were asked a completely benign question um maybe this is a panic attack (laughs) yeah so when I described that to the therapist she was like yeah panic attacks are a spectrum and I was like you never hear that you you just hear like panic yes or no black or white like this Yeah. yeah and so I when I talked to that friend who also was on meds she was having even crazier wild panic attacks where she would like imagine herself outside of her body and like her body explode like just super intense stuff that sounds tough yeah and like your friends who don't necessarily have the same anxiety are like you know what just take a walk like get outside get some fresh air the kind suggestions from your friends for me only help once I'm on meds like Mm -hmm. before meds I'm just having anxiety but outside it's right. like, um, I'm feeling the same anxiety, but with a breeze. This isn't helping me because mm-hmm. I have a need that's greater than just a walk around the block is going to fix, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yin, yin yoga works better now that, you know, I'm not doing dragon pose and still worried about what I said 10 years ago. Yes. Right? It's just, <laughs> yes. I could just do it and feel my body and, and help remove the stress from the muscles without just everything piling on top of that and it not being helpful. hundred percent. Yeah. All yeah. of the good suggestions work now that I'm on this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just look, I get by with a little help from my friend. Yes. My little water wins. That's the, the whole, you read the medium. I made it. I wrote a medium article about getting on anxiety meds and how it's, it's very like funny and very insightful. I actually, that was going to be what I mentioned right now. So yeah, take it away where people can find it too. Yeah, go to Medium and type in Mary Alice McNabb. You have to type the whole thing. So Mary like the Virgin, Alice like in Wonderland, McNabb like Donovan McNabb, but with one B. MC, N as in Navy, A, B as in boy, McNabb. <laughs> boy. My boy. But it's it's basically about how excited I am about getting on meds and how it's like water wings. You still have to swim, but it just gives you a little boost. So. Yeah, I love that metaphor. It's very, yeah, and you mentioned a, a bunch of things from the article in, in, in our discussion here. You worked, you wove it in there so well, nicely. You but know, yeah. it's my experience. It's been my experience. So. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I definitely recommend people, if you're experiencing any of these uh, symptoms or considering meds, like reading Mary Alice's article is a good way of 
kind of jumping into her experience and and taking what we're talking about here a little bit further. And if you're thinking about it, I hope you do read it and, and give it a shot and at least talk to your doctors about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and actually talk to your friends. Talk Guess to your friends. What? They're all on meds. They're just Probably, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And if not, you might be the person that changes their life. I mean, you, you heard us both talk about how hearing it from somebody else got the ball rolling. To be, it made it feel possible. It made it feel like, for me at least, that I wasn't being true, too dramatic and, and that it would actually be helpful and that, I, you know, I was deserving of it, I guess. You feel like you have to reach a certain level, but that's ridiculous. Like, why should you have to suffer? Oh, you know, and that'll be in the article too, that my psychiatrist said, and I can end on this. She said, you don't have to needlessly suffer Mm -hmm. and you don't, there's no benefit to your suffering and silence, to your coping with all of the crushing weight of life. You don't have to do that. There's nothing redeeming about suffering, even though the church might tell you that. (laughs) Right. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Well, Mary Alice, wonderful to see your face. And thank you so, so much for your open openness and honesty. And uh, yeah, hopefully this, this helps some people out. Yeah, likewise. Maybe people should DM your podcast and ask you questions about yeah. everything. By all means, please do that. And uh, I'm an open book. If you have questions, Mary Alice is an even more open book. So I'm definitely reach open. out. Where, where can people find you on social media? The same as um, the medium, Mary Alice McNabb on all, across all platforms. Mary like the Virgin, Alice like in Wonderland, McNabb, M-C-N-A-B. Thank you, Patrick, for chatting. Yeah. Have a great day. You too. You're the best. Oof. As I was recording the intro part, I I just started to like twitch and get nervous. I, I, again, I can't put my finger on why I'm nervous to talk about starting to take antidepressants. It's just that I'm probably because I think people will start to handle me with, with like white gloves, right? Meaning that they'll behave differently and, and try to sugarcoat things. And like, that's completely unnecessary. And I also don't want to be judged, right? You know, judge me for my hair, clothes, you know, I don't care. But judging my mental health is like, that's personal. But I, you know, anyone who does that to you is, is not actually a friend, so... Uh, what are you going to do? Well, thank you so much to Mary Alice again for her openness and honestness and uh, her honesty. Jeez. Yeah, you can tell I'm nervous because I'm inventing words <laughs> and being such a good friend. Thank you, Mary Alice. I'd like to mention my other podcast, Death Space Filling the Void. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. A quick reminder about the Buy Me a Coffee link where you can support the show by making a donation. Very much appreciated. There's the Instacart link, which is in the description. You sign up through that link. It tells Instacart that this show sent you, which also uh, helps support the show. Then there's My Software Tutor with the promo code POD20 for 20% off all orders. And the Cardist Studio, which is run by Mary Alice, has that promo code ANXIETYPOD for 10% off. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Again, any questions you have, you can reach out to me, reach out to Mary Alice. Be happy to to help you in any way. All right. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. 